This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 12.03, Tuesday afternoon, November 7th. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. It was an incredibly busy summer for tourism in Europe. We'll discuss where things stand in our next segment. But right now, OpenAI is making waves in the world of artificial intelligence as it introduces its GPT-4 Turbo AI platform. It provides expanded knowledge, personalized chatbots, and developer-friendly pricing. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, professor of advanced media in residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Shelley, thank you for joining us today. Now, this has all been revealed during a AI developers conference uh, underway right now. And what are some of the latest and greatest applications that are being uh, rolled out or at least discussed at this conference? I think the most important part of this is that they have made it cheaper to use for developers because it was getting pricey. In um, all chat clients, there's a concept called the context window. That's the little window that you chat in. And the consumer-grade products have small token counts, meaning you can only get 500 or a few thousand words in at most. One of the biggest um, improvements with GPT-4 Turbo is that it can take up to 300 pages in the context window and um, operate on them. So this is going to allow for an awful lot of data to be used in order to keep the conversations on track. Uh, and it's a super, super important uh, feature of GPT-4 Turbo. For the developers, there's all kinds of developer tools that they announced yesterday, which, not to get too technical, will make developers very happy, not the least of which is the price. On the consumer side, what's fascinating is you can make GPTs, is what they're calling them. They're small little applets that you can create using your own data that will make uh, a chat bot that is an expert in whatever you want to be an expert in, sort of like making your own little personal chat GPTs for things you know about. So if you're a cooking expert or if you are a marketing expert or if you are a farming expert or any kind of expert, you can train the model with your special expertise and then use the larger model, GPT-4 Turbo, to handle the natural language part of, of the interface it's fantastic. And they're going to make a little app store out of GPTs, and people will be able to buy, sell, and trade them, I'm assuming, as time goes on. So they've really turned chat GPT into something um, more of a platform than just a, a, an app. And I think it's, that's a pretty exciting part. We're talking to Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group. And uh, at, at this developers conference, how has the conversation changed? Is it, has it switched over from we've demonstrated that it can work, now we have to demonstrate how AI can work for you in your very specific situation? I'll tell you what's interesting. They did two things yesterday. One didn't get any applause at all. First, 
they said that they would indemnify users of ChatGPT or Chat, uh, GPT-4 Turbo against copyright claims, the same way that Microsoft and Google have in the past couple of weeks. That didn't get any applause. No one noticed it. Every time they announced a feature like this idea of, of assistance, which is a, a developer tool that helps developers work, developers tepidly applauded. And I think because they did that, because they knew they were supposed to applaud because something major had been announced. But I think every single developer sat there and said, wait a minute, that's going to – they're doing my job for me. They're, wait, what am I going to do? Like this is becoming so capable – I think the vibe in the room was, what are we watching here? This thing is becoming monstrously capable. And that's the overarching message. Now, what we're going to do with that, Rob, that's a different story. But these tools are becoming incredibly capable. And now OpenAI is going to indemnify the usage. So you don't have to worry about copyright infringement. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, professor of advanced media in residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, an update on travel to Europe. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday. Europe continues to attract visitors, but returning travelers report bustling crowds, suggesting you may want to reconsider some vacation plans if you're thinking about going uh, to Europe. Joining us, uh, fresh back from Italy, so he knows what he's talking about, is Joe Brancatelli, editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com, based in New York. Joe, thank you for joining us today. And and it's not just a matter of uh, long lines when you get to certain venues. It's almost like there's a long line uh, just to get in the continent. Um, it is very crowded, Rob. When I was with you two weeks ago from Rome, we were talking about the worldwide travel caution the State Department put out. The net effect of that was zero. It hasn't stopped people from traveling. I was in Florence on business. You couldn't walk on the streets. It's so crowded there. Um, It means you're going to pay more. You're going to be on more lines. You're going to be more crowded. The service is not going to be as good. This might not be the season. This is traditionally the shoulder season uh, starting November the 1st. You may have to wait until January or February to find a real comfortable time to be in Europe. So in other words, if you want to have that uh, London uh, Christmas experience to uh, celebrate the 20th anniversary of the movie Love Actually, uh, you should probably do it some other time. I I think this might not be the year uh, to be holding up some signs telling people how you feel about them from some window somewhere. (laughs) Please, Um, please move faster. You're you're crowding me. Exactly. When's your flight? You know, a little card that says, when's your flight out? But prices are way up, Rob. It really is astounding. And not just for flying, but also on the ground. Um, I paid in Rome for a B, for an Airbnb because I'm not, I, when I'm there for longer terms, I like an apartment. Um, probably 40% more than I would have paid normally um, for much less than I would have gotten in the center of Rome. Florence was unbelievably expensive um, for accommodations uh, where I I didn't need to be anywhere near the Ponte Vecchio, but um, where I was going to be, where I needed to work was the prices were just insane. It and it really does affect the experience you have when you're paying more than you think you should be paying for something. It's just not as fun. 
We're talking to Joe Brancatelli, editor and publisher, JoeSetMe.com, based in New York. And this is just simply the traveling public, whether it's in America or elsewhere, uh, still stretching their legs after the uh, pandemic restrictions and shutdowns that uh, limited travel to Europe for uh, almost two years. I, I think that is certainly part of it, Rob. But domestic travel, which was also equally constrained, has actually slowed down. November, December, the airlines are telling us that their bookings are way down. There are some bargains to be had domestically. It's the international part that has held up much to the airline's own surprise. They've been putting out announcements in the last few weeks saying they're starting what they call their summer schedule, which normally would start in March because the airlines are weird about about even things like the calendar, that they're starting their flights, their seasonal flights earlier than ever before and running them later than they normally would because the demand is just so great. So I think I think it's a lot about Americans and also don't forget other Europeans travel in Europe as well, just really can't get enough of getting out of their own country. For so whatever reason that might be. So if you're thinking about going to Europe and you want to do it sooner, maybe delay it to 24 and 25 and see if those crowds thin out. I would think. Look, January and February are, are traditionally the weakest months for travel in Europe, and I always say they're the best months anyway. The weather's still okay, but the cultural life is in full swing. You're going to actually meet locals when you go to Madrid. You won't meet somebody from Des Moines, you'll meet somebody from Barcelona. Um, So that's probably the best time to look at. I know people like Christmas and New Year's in, in Europe a lot, but maybe have your Christmas and New Year's in January and February. Joe Brancatelli, editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, why more people are making hardship withdrawals from their retirement accounts. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. This is a challenging economic environment for some, and hardship distributions are on the rise for people who need to make ends meet. And while they can be beneficial, there are some downsides. Joining us to explain is Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners and co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society based in Oak Brook. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us today. And I always imagine that if you have to reach into your retirement account or 401k account, you're kind of like uh, Richard Gere, an officer and a gentleman. You've got no place to go, uh, no other place to go. And and it seems like uh, you have to realize if you have to have a conversation with yourself about, is this my last resort before you go ahead and do it? Exactly. The reason why you don't want to do it is because you're handicapping your retirement by taking that money out. But there's several different ways to do it. So there's hardship distributions, which you're going to have to, I think, prove uh, to a certain extent, if nothing else, to the 401k administrator, that there is a true reason why you have to take this money out. But you could also take out a loan from your 401k, which still has its pitfalls. But basically, when you take out the loan, you're paying that money back to yourself. And then when you talk about uh, a a true hardship distribution, is there a hard and fast category that that, um, if if you say you're doing it for this reason, uh, it's going to be allowed under the hardship rules? Yeah, so there's several different reasons. And, you know, it a lot of it really depends on 
how the plan, the 401k plan is written. And I say 401k plan because you can't necessarily take a hardship distribution out of an IRA and definitely not out of a SEP or a simple IRA. So it depends on the kind of plan that your, that your employer offers. But typically the distribution or the hardship reasons would be um, that you're, that you, there's a, a medical expense, there's an IRS levy on your, you know, for your tax, uh, for your tax return, there's a total or permanent disability. Um, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's not like, you know, hey, my credit card bill is due. And on the subject of uh, tax implications, uh, what, what's, what's your situation with the IRS if you do either borrow against your 401k account or take a hardship distribution? With a hardship distribution, there is a 10% penalty, especially if you're under 59 and a half. So, you'll def- so that uh, will show up on your tax return. And then typically, a lot of employers will automatically withhold 20% of whatever you're trying to take out as a, ta- excuse me, as a tax payment for federal income taxes. Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners and co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society in Oak Brook. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead on this Travel Tuesday, taking an alternate route to a Thanksgiving celebration. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's, we'll talk about that coming up next. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Mike Krauser. We will prevail. Mayor Brandon Johnson joins a rally for Bring Chicago Home. There's a rise in the number of Americans worried about women's access to reproductive care. It's Travel Tuesday exploring other places to enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday. A leading automaker believes it has a solution for the issue of electric vehicle range. WBBM business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 64 points. The NASDAQ is up 141. The S&P 500 is up 16, 51 degrees 
right now under partly sunny skies going up to 55. It's 12.31. Topping our news at the half hour. Advocates of a proposal asking voters to okay the restructuring of the real estate transfer tax to pay for homelessness programs gathered in Chicago this morning. And as WBBM's Mike Krauser reports, it comes ahead of a vote by the city council. They made some noise rallying outside City Hall. Put it on the ballot! Especially when they saw Mayor Brandon Johnson make his way across the street to join them. But guess what, y'all? The wait is over. It's time to pass. Bring Chicago home. And to all of the voters around the city of Chicago, those who believe in the interest of people get to be directed by the interests of the people and not the corporations and those who continue to try to separate and divide us. The mayor said we're demonstrating how the city of Chicago is leading the way for the rest of the world. That's the story here outside City Hall. It's election day in a number of states across the country, and abortion is on the ballot either as a matter of policy or referendum in some of those states. And as voters go to the polls, a new survey from CBS tracks concern about access to reproductive care across the U.S. A new poll finds most people across the nation are worried about risk to pregnant women and maternity care clinics closing. 74% of Americans are concerned about pregnant women being more at risk. 60% are concerned about maternity care hospitals closing. The abortion issue rallied voters to Democrats in the 2022 midterms, and pundits think it might be an advantage for that party in 2024 as well. Allison Keyes, CBS News. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are higher slightly today. And joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager, macrotides.com, based in San Diego. Jim, thank you for joining us today. And we're... uh Several days into a, uh, you want to call it a bit of a Wall Street rally, uh, some solid gains uh, going back to uh, November 1st of last week. What is driving the sudden about face in the markets? Well, a couple things, uh, Rob. First of all, the decline in Treasury yields, as you know, the 10-year was up near 5%, and it plunged uh, last week on a number of different economic reports. Uh, the Treasury restructuring its funding for the fourth quarter uh, and the tenure dropped to about four and a half percent. So that is the big thing that I think spurred uh, the turnaround in the market. Plus, Chair Powell, you know, didn't say anything that was bad. And we've got other data like the employment report coming out showing that things are slowing, but not too much. And is 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 that really all it took from uh, from from Jay Powell just to say to not not say anything new? Basically, that uh, we're going to be data dependent. Uh, we're leaving ourselves open to the possibility of a of hiking interest rates uh, if the numbers warrant. But it seems like uh, the, the the investors interpreted that message, reading between the lines, as saying, "Yeah, it's probably done." <laughs> well, Rob, Wall Street always reads between the lines to come up with a bullish interpretation. Um, But, you know, the other thing we have to keep in mind is both the Treasury bond market and the U.S. stock market was deeply oversold. So you had a very compressed market in both instances. And once you get a little bit of relief, we saw then a lot of short covering in both markets. And then the better news from a standpoint of, oh, the news is going to make it easier for the Fed to pause then you saw some buying come in. So it's, 
it's classic bear market rally uh, reaction, uh, especially, I think, in the equity market. Uh, and that's really why we saw such a big move in such a short, compressed period of time. Now, if you are the type uh, to always uh, look for good news, the, the sunny side of the street, uh, no matter the situation, then you really have to love what uh, Austin Goolsby, the head of the Chicago Fed, uh, had to say about the trajectory of inflation over the next uh, couple of months. Uh, he thinks it's going to decline rapidly. Uh, do you agree with that uh, rather uh, bullish sentiment? I think it's going to continue to climb, uh, Rob, but unfortunately, uh, healthcare, medical care, the annual adjustment that takes place starting in the month of October is going to add some basis points to uh, consumer prices and the PCE, and the weight in the PCE is even greater. So that's going to be a little bit of a headwind. But no, I think with the decline we've seen in energy prices, we're going to continue to see uh, inflation come down. The key is the unemployment rate and the actual growth of GDP, which Chair Powell did again talk about. They want to see unemployment rate tick higher. They want to see growth tick down. And I think those are the two more important variables in the next 6, 12 months. Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager, macrotides.com in San Diego. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, an alternative to a traditional Thanksgiving destination. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday, and if you're considering a different Thanksgiving experience this year, there are options to possibly ditch the family and go somewhere on the day itself. Let's get some suggestions from Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of SheBuysTravel.com based in Chicago. Now, ditching the family seems like uh, a recipe for uh, all sorts of other problems on Thanksgiving. But if you do want to fly with your family, uh, even though Thanksgiving is only a couple of weeks away, there seems like there are some deals to be had. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to be on the record right now. I'm not going to ditch my family for Thanksgiving in case they're listening, just so they know. But I did check some uh, some flights today. And, you know, the, the secret in the industry is if you fly on the holiday, it can be a really great flight experience. Um, you fly in the afternoon of Thanksgiving, chances are you're going to have O'Hare to yourself. And really good chance you're going to have a whole line of a whole row of seats on the airplane to yourself because those flights are under um, underpopulated across the board on the holiday itself. Right. Everybody else has been uh, planes, trains, and automobiling themselves uh, to their destinations on the Tuesday or the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, standing in long lines, competing for cabs with John Candy. You know the drill. So if you actually go on Thanksgiving with everyone else at their destination, uh, as you said, you have the run of the airport. Absolutely. And, you know, there are flights still available. I mean, you you probably can't get a flight for a decent price on Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday or Wednesday. But if you're willing to fly on Thursday, even maybe to go and see the family, you can still get a good deal and a a decent seat on the plane. Now, there's one thing we do have to mention, and that is uh, the the can that was kicked down the road in the continuing budget resolution, keeping the government open at the end of September. Uh, It's going to stop spinning uh, in around November 17th, which means there's a good possibility we could be staring into the teeth of a government shutdown around Thanksgiving. And that could also mean that a lot of federal employees, air traffic controllers, uh, TSA agents, uh, will essentially be working for free if they're working at all during the Thanksgiving week. 
Well, I'll tell you, the people that already have plane tickets for Tuesday and Wednesday um, should have their fingers crossed that that doesn't happen because there are going to be a lot of missed flights, a lot of flight delays. And, you know, even if there isn't a weather problem, the airports are going to be a mess if the government shuts down. I mean, we don't really have any control over that beyond, I suppose, calling our representatives and our senators and asking them to fix the problem. Um, but it is it is an important thing to take into to consideration. If it happens and you have a plane ticket, you're going to want to get to the airport really, really, really early because that TSA line can be really, really, really long. We're talking to Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of SheBuysTravel.com, based in Chicago. When we talk about traveling on Thanksgiving and you fly on Thursday and maybe Thursday afternoon and do kind of a, a short Thanksgiving weekend or a delayed Thanksgiving dinner on Friday, are there any destinations that are really jumping out as, uh, as, as, as cheap flights and cheap places to go? Well, the flight I checked was to Miami. I found a flight for under $300 round trip, which is, I think, a pretty good deal. You know, I think the answer is, and and honestly, you don't have to ditch the family. Um, You could take them along. I'm a big fan of, um, and we've talked about this before, Rob, uh, you know, things like cruises and all-inclusive resorts where, you know, there's really something for everybody to do there. And if you can time it right, um, you know, if you're on a cruise on Thanksgiving and there's a lot of Americans on the cruise, they're going to do a Thanksgiving dinner and nobody had to cook it. You didn't have to cook it. And and somebody else is going to clean it up, which I always think is the perfect holiday. You say Miami. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, turkey stuffed with stone crab. Absolutely. <laughs> or, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with skipping the turkey and just going straight for the crab. Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of SheBuysTravel.com, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday and still to come, a possible solution to EV range anxiety. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. One of the biggest worries linked to electric vehicles is range. Let's get the latest on easing that fear from John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv in Detroit. John, thank you for joining us today. And the uh, Stellantis is coming out with a new uh, pickup truck that is trying to address some of those concerns about, you know, where where can I find a charging station or a plug? Yeah, that's exactly right. They've got what they call an extended range EV. And so you can run on battery power for something like 150 miles. But then there's a a gasoline engine on board, a V6 engine, that once the battery gets below a certain level, the engine kicks on, recharges battery. And so what uh, Ram is saying is you can get like 690 miles of range on this thing, but it's still essentially an electric vehicle. How does this differ from a hybrid vehicle where the uh, gasoline engine kicks in at a certain point and merely recharges the battery? Yeah, it it gets complicated here, Rob, but I'll try to make it simple. So there's a regular kind of hybrid uh, that you get in and drive. You just put gasoline in it, and it has a small battery that, you know, helps the engine and produces some pretty terrific fuel economy. There's a number of hybrids out there that get anywhere from 40 to 50 miles per gallon. Then there's a next step that they call a plug-in hybrid, where you literally plug it in, And you typically get about 40 miles of range on your electric power. 
and then you've got a gasoline engine, and that kicks in. This one's a little bit different. The the Ram pickup only runs on electricity. In other words, even though it's got a V6 gasoline engine in it, the engine is not connected to the transmission. It's not connected to the wheels. All it does is recharge the battery. And uh, and then you can go pure electric, where you only have a battery on board. And I, I hate to almost bring this up because it gets so complicated, but what Ram has said is, look, if you want to pick up and you want to tow long distances, if you want to drive long distances, you have no range anxiety whatsoever. You can just stop at any gas station, fill up the tank, and keep on going. Is that 150-mile uh, electric range in the, uh, the, 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 the electric ram with the diesel uh, backup engine uh, or the diesel generator, uh, how, is that comparable to the range of the, uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning, which is a true EV? No, it's uh, it's half uh, about you know, with the Ford uh, F-150 Lightning, pure battery electric. You can get about 300, 320 miles of range on pure battery power. And now that's not with any towing or anything like that. So the Ram has half the pure electric, you know, just running on battery, no gasoline involved. And uh, but again, if the battery drops down to, I think, only 15% charge. The, the gasoline engine comes on, recharges the battery, and you just keep on going. And then very quickly, John, is this range anxiety, is this turning out to be a, a substantial headwind for EV sales? It is. It is. It's both that and uh, the time it takes to plug in and recharge a vehicle. So, you know, once those two things are solved, I think that will open up uh, the market for more EVs. But it's going to take a number of years until there's enough chargers all over the place and that charging time starts to drop. John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv in Detroit. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of the show, just go to our stream. Skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.